the business on RTE Radio 1 with AIB. You see it, we help you do it. AIB, for the life you're after. Finally this morning from two spring chickens in in your own minds uh, to the start of spring itself. Forget about yesterday's snow. We really are creeping towards longer evenings and the promise of summer. Apparently at this time of the year, our noses become more aware of smells. You know the phrase, spring is in the air. There's a reason for that. With this in mind, Shifra Mulqueen has been dipping her nose into the business of smells. So in the spring, I always think that the scents change and even the smell in the air. And in the same way that you can hear the birds singing, you can also smell the freshness of spring. There's a fall of rain and suddenly you smell everything anew because all the scent molecules are rising up from all the different plants. Sadie Chown is in her workshop in the Burn Perfumery in County Clare. Creating natural perfumes for me is my raison d'être. It's what consumes me, it's my passion. And so sometimes I feel as if I'm a conductor. Some of the ingredients um, have different roles, like musical instruments would in an orchestra. So bergamot is bringing the sparkle, the fresh, the introduction. So the top notes, they're the ones that you smell first, and they're the ones that um, disappear or fly away first. And then the angelica brought the kind of more bassy notes, more earthy bit that was needed to ground the composition. And then you get to the sandalwood, deepening and enriching the whole composition like a bass in the background. So when you're walking in the Burren, and with its wealth of flowers, it has 70% of Ireland's wildflowers, then you suddenly catch sight of this really incredibly delicate rose, which is the wild burnet rose. Each flower only lasts for a day. And it grows in the rocks, in the, you know, in the limestone formations. So it's very tenacious, but you have to go down on your hands and knees and actually get really close. And then it's got this most beautiful, delicate smell. I do remember smelling it for the first time. I felt as if I'd discovered a secret. So I recreated that smell. There's about 30 different ingredients. This can take up to three years. The magic spell you kiss. This is lovely and rose. So they engage with your olfactory bulb and that sends signals into your brain and it goes into the part of your brain, the limbic system, which deals with long-term, with memory and emotion. It has such a strong ability to be able to move us in in time and in place. Well, my nose brought me to many places, an ancient apothecary shop. I've smelled a wig of an 18th century Amsterdam mayor. I've smelled a mummy. There have been nose witness reports of mummies that when opening the grave, when taking away the lid, people felt as though they were surrounded by perfumes because the ingredients for mummifying are still used in perfumery. It's incredible. Scent historian Caro Verbeek, based in Amsterdam, has been sent back in time through her job. You can be an archaeologist of the nose. There are perfume recipes that are thousands of years old, or you could resort to what I call nose witness reports. So you read in diaries and letters what people say about certain smells. One of the projects I worked on uh, was the reconstruction of the Battle of Waterloo. And we did this with the Rijksmuseum because they own a large painting by Pienemann depicting the Battle of Waterloo. Of course, all the common war smells, the smell of horses, uh, the smell of gunpowder, but also the smell of anxiety sweat, which is very different from normal sweat. 
Uh, and then I also researched the perfume that Napoleon wore liters and liters of something we called Aqua Mirabilis, kind of a miracle water, lemon, and also rosemary, which again is incredibly fresh. It was meant to protect oneself from diseases because foul odors were thought to carry and transmit diseases. From foul to fair, Dr. Ruth Freeman of Science Foundation Ireland explains the science behind the term spring is in the air. There's a very particular smell of spring. It's a smell that was called petrichor by two Australian researchers who were working in the 1960s. And it's kind of a warm, earthy fragrance from the soil. And, it, and we, we smell it when the rain hits dry ground. So it's, it's a molecule called geosmin that's produced by a family of bacteria. It's been reported that humans can smell it even when it's been diluted down to one or even a hundred parts per trillion. That's equivalent to how a shark picks out a drop of blood in a huge ocean. But what about the workplace? Do certain fragrances help us to be more productive? Things like citrus or lavender or even peppermint, those smells, they can have mood enhancing effects. So they can actually make us feel better. They can reduce stress and they can also increase our alertness and prevent fatigue and actually be more productive. A study that was done by the Takasago Corporation in Japan found that lemon scent reduced typing error by 54%, 33% with jasmine and 20% with lavender. And another study found that people perform clerical tasks significantly better in terms of speed and accuracy when they were exposed to peppermint scents. This the old Pavlov's dog thing to you know, take more money out through your nostrils. That's the bottom line of it. Retail consultant Barry Savage says that scent marketing is all around us, especially in supermarkets. So the first thing you see when you walk in, these lines and lines of beautiful, freshly baked breads and brings you back to your childhood, baking bread with your mother or your father. And at the back of the store generally is where the butchery departments would be. You want something to draw customers down to that particular area. What we used to do as well is you'd have a pan of sizzling sausages. It's not that you're manipulating customers as well, but you're sort of guiding them and you're saying, well, you know, why not treat yourself? Now, I have known retailers as well to waft sort of sense of uh, seashore and that ozone sort of sea thing over their fish displays. It cuts out that smell of if you have a mackerel there beginning to go in the wrong direction or something. People actually gamble more in, in Las Vegas. There was a specific 1995 study that showed that there was 45% more change and loose coin put into the one-armed bandits if a certain scent has been wafted through the casino. It would be trying to evoke sort of memories and feelings of movies that we would have seen when we were kids. You know, the aroma of, of money, I suppose. Given the importance of smell, if you could bottle one scent, what would it be? So one of my favourite is honeysuckle. And one of my early memories, I was brought up in southwest France in the Dordogne, is lying in a field in the sunshine and feeling the sun on my face, smelling this incredible scent of the meadow flowers around me, listening to the bees. When a very dear aunt, I think it might have been even in the 50s, she undertook a very long trip over to her sister in Chicago. And she came back with amazing goods like Wrigley Spearmint gum and Hershey bars. So they were stored in the bottom of our wardrobe and of course they were saturated with camphor and mothballs. When I get that smell now, I'm immediately brought back to the fact that I actually really did love my Auntie May. It would probably have to be the smell of the sea. I was lucky enough to grow up right on the coast. So for me, that minerally salty smell is just the smell of coming home. 
I thought about this. First I thought maybe the smell of my son. And then suddenly what came to mind was, no, the smell of my pet goat. The goat I grew up with, um, she was a true escape artist. And then she would eat all the tulips from the neighbors. So they loved us for that. And this smell, it's sweet, a bit sour. And I guess it's the smell of happiness. <laughs> I think to myself. She from O'Queen reporting there.